I am what might be, I am mystery. Come closer, Stephen, closer. I'm old as time and forever young. I am every song that shall stay unsung. I'll find you, Nikki, I'll remind you. Until you name me, you can't tame me. This is one old game that I can play so well. I'm alive, I'm alive, I am so alive. Your brackets failed and your panelists lied. And you need, you need me, I'm so alive, I'm alive. I'm done. All right, welcome to Boozy Bracketology, everybody. It was a long way to go for a dig at my panelists for ruining my week last week. Flat out ruining my week. And that's only the second most controversial slap that we've had in media this week. So. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. If Steven was here, he'd have gotten that slap. But uh, no, we are here to start the round of 32 in the best Broadway musicals bracket. And I have joined, I am joined by my panelists. We're going to start out in Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how you doing and what are you drinking? Well, I'm doing great now because I am confident that I can say anything I want on this episode and no one will ever hear it because I'll never get past that intro song. <laughs> so I'm going to kick back, crack open an exotic Mountain Dew. This week it's a zero sugar spark and enjoy myself. Well, there you go, Steven. Uh, next up to my left, my lovely wife, Leah. Babe, how you doing? What you drinking? Or more, more importantly, what were you eating earlier? Yeah, it's been a rough day. And when you have rough days, you just have to cheat on your diet and uh, put the kid down early to sleep, get a nice warm bath, some candles going, and just, just go to town on some chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. So that was my dinner. That's what I had right before this recording. And now I'm just drinking water. Hey, there you go. There you go. We've all had rough days. Uh Nikki, you're through the first part of school. How are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing good. I, now I really want some cookie dough ice cream, though. <laughs> it's um, so good. Not going to lie. This this is It's Monday. We always do this on a Monday, and Monday's my fasting day, so I never can drink anything. But I have – I actually did find Topo Chico at Publix. It was the last case. I found it the other day, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um I mean, I'm here. I'm excited to talk Broadway. I'm I'm a little sad. I was supposed to be watching the uh, final game with Duke playing. Um, oh wait, no, it didn't happen. So, I'm recording the UNC game and talking Broadway. So, yay! It, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. And, you know, I'm. You guys are. I mean, if I because I wouldn't be here if Duke was playing. So at least you guys are a very good um, second place. So, <laughs> thanks. Well. Maybe next week when we <laughs> when we record the uh, the final episode or two, we'll move to a different night so Nikki can join us. But I'm willing to bet Nikki, you bought the entire case, didn't you? Oh yeah, I mean, well, it was the only one they had. It wasn't like a big case; it was like a twelve pack. But usually, oh. you can only find the four packs. But it was like in the back, like little corner, and like behind <laughs> something else. I don't know. Again, I've said this my rant before, but I don't know why you can't find unflavored anything at any grocery store. Like everything has flavors in it. I just want regular sparkling water. But and whatever to each their own yeah i've got a glass here or a can here that i think might actually nikki it might make your husband jealous this mm. is called the coffee pot bayou Ooh. this is an, a coffee stout from green bench brewing right here in florida does it taste like a coffee shrimp boil no it tastes like a coffee porter actually is this a stout mm -hmm. or a porter i thought it was a stout 
It does not actually say. Raise just, your hand if you didn't know the difference between a stout and a porter. It Maybe. drinks like a porter. No, it's a, a stray dry stout. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's delicious. Holy crap. Um, yeah, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, I highly recommend this. The Coffee Pot uh, Stout by Green Bench. Uh, Coffee Pot Bayou by Green Bench Brewing. Really solid, but we're going to make some solid choices here tonight. Stephen, we're going to get it started with you. We're going to start off on the left side of the bracket in the pre-1970s portion. We're going old school, Stephen. You're picking between the one seed Fiddler on the Roof, the nine seed of the King and I. Lock in your pick. Uh, I hate to give it to the number one seed just on a default. I'd like to find an actual reason to vote for it. I mean, I know a lot of people love Fiddler on the Roof. Frankly, I'm not one of those. (sighs) Yeah, it's still better than The King and I, though, because The King and I is incomplete. The King and I is still, at best, a dry run from The Sound of Music, and you can tell it when you watch it. So I'll, I'll give it to Fiddler on the Roof on his bona fides. Fiddler picks up an apathetic first vote. Leah, you're next. Well, because of our traditions here at Boozy Bracketology, um, I think I am going to go with the number one seed as well here, um, based on the reputation of the show. I think part of the reason why so many people gravitate towards Fiddler and maybe not gravitate so much for The King and I is because of the reputation. Um, the Fiddler songs are referenced, even in today's pop culture, way more than The King and I um, is referenced. In fact, if you listened to last month's Boozy Racketology, where we voted on the best Robin Williams performance in a movie, you would hear us talk about Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, it was very highly uh, regarded on our bracket. And, well, it was actually Mrs. Doubtfire where I first heard of a Fiddler song. Because um, when they're doing the makeover transformation with, I think, his brother, um, they actually sing matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a fine, catch me a catch. And so it has more staying power because I still, when I hear the matchmaker song, I don't think about Fiddler, I think about Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, but I, I learned about it through Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, which I think, uh, means something. So I'm sorry, but the king and I is gonna have to get to know the loser's bracket on this one for me because my vote's gonna be for Fiddler. Fiddler picks up its second vote. Uh, Nikki, do we have a sweep? Yeah, I mean, to be boring, yes, I'm going to pick the number one seed, but I'm a little concerned with all the apathy towards Fiddler on the Roof. It's a really good musical. I don't. I mean, I thought this was a, a strong one, like a very good number one seed. I love Fiddler on the Roof. It's one of my favorites. So we might be arguing later, but I'm glad it's going through. Now with that, Fiddler sweeps its way into the round of 16, the sweet 16, as long as I don't get sued by the NCAA. We're moving on. Leah, you're picking first here. The five seed, the music man, the four seed of My Fair Lady. Kick us off. All right. We've got trouble right here in River City, and it's trouble that I am here for. All the trouble and all the trombones and everything that starts with T and that rhymes with see you later, because that's what I'm going to say to My Fair Lady here. Uh, This is an easy pick for me. I didn't vote for the music man last round just because of who it was matched up against, not because I didn't think it was a strong show. Um, So I would listen to all 76 trombones all day long before I listen to the rain in Spain again. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the, uh, well, quite frankly, the not Spain, not Spain at all. Nikki, you're up. Yeah, my vote's going to go for the music man here. I, although I, 
I kind of gave My Fair Lady a little shade last time. And ever since we talked about My Fair Lady, I will say We Have Danced All Night has probably been in my head for like two <laughs> weeks. So I will give it that because it is catchy. Um, and, you know, I wish I'd seen it on stage. Unfortunately, I've only ever seen the movie versions. Maybe I would have more appreciation if I had seen it on stage. But I am going to go for The Music Man. Um, I just love that one. So. Music Man. Music Man has a second vote, and we are in danger of having two sweeps in a row. Steven, lock in your vote. Yeah, this is one of those times where, like, if I had gone first, just to make sure it goes through, I would have cast my vote for the Music Man, because it's the one I enjoy more. But I would have had a hard time doing it, because objectively, I think that it is not quite as well put together as My Fair Lady. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give the sympathy vote to my fair lady confident in the one that I actually enjoy more is moving on. Well, my fair lady picks up a vote, but it doesn't matter. Music man is going to be seated against fiddler on the roof when we get into the sweet 16 and we're moving on next up. You've got your six, three matchup, the six seed cabaret, the three seed sound of music. We're kicking it off with Nikki. I'm actually kind of struggling with this one. I love the sound of music. But I love, I mean, but is it better than Cabaret? I mean, Cabaret is fun. And it's a little bit more, I don't know. No, I mean, I think, though, if I'm going to sit and watch one, I'm going to watch Sound of Music, even though Cabaret is fun and has some, some fun songs. I'm, I'm going to go with Sound of Music on this one, but... um. Yeah, that was actually a harder choice. Yeah, but Sound of Music. Sound of Music has its first vote. Next pick here is going to Steven. Yeah, kind of an interesting matchup here, because these are both musicals that aren't about with Nazis, but are also intimately entwined with the problem of Nazis. Um, Cabaret obviously deals with that a little more forcefully, but that is sort of the background thing going on in both the musicals and we're telling a story that's set to that um and so because of that because i don't think you should waste nazis or make light of them i I think cabaret's more sort of in your face sort of counterculture thing it's doing is a little more interesting i don't know if it's necessarily better from like a completely objective critic standpoint but I find Cabaret a way more interesting thing to watch than I do Sound of Music. Um, so, sorry, Cabaret. Well, with that, we've got a one-to-one tie, and that brings it over to my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, break that tie. Who's going to the Sweet 16? Well, how do you solve a problem like Maria? You don't. You know why? Because she's not a problem. She's just fine. She's actually a pretty interesting character for me, um, and I always enjoy watching her go through the transformation that she does. In the show. Um, She starts out as this like spastic like little uh, nun in training who is just trying to figure out where she fits in. And then you see her transform into a wife and a mother um, who's really her passion is just making sure that she is there for her family 
And she's no longer that hyperactive, curious youth wanting a free spirit anymore. She's she's tied down and she loves it. She's found her place. Um, she finds where she belongs and she can finally rest. Except she can't freaking rest because she has to be strong for her kids to escape Austria and climb every freaking mountain to get away from the Nazis. So, I don't know. I have always identified with Maria and other characters in the show. I think it has more value to it. Um, so I'm going to go for The Sound of Music. Sound of Music picks up its second vote. It's moving on to the Sweet 16. And we are moving on to yet another pick. This next pick here, the last pick in the pre-1970s portion of the bracket, the seventh seed of Hello, Dolly, against the two seed of West Side Story. We're kicking this one over to Steven. I'm trying to think of a reason to vote for Hello, Dolly here, because I do genuinely like it as a musical, but it, it, it frankly, it just doesn't hold a candle to West Side Story. You know, West Side Story is a power horse, power force for a reason. Um, yeah, yeah, no, there's really, there's nothing wrong with Hello, Dolly as far as I'm concerned. It's just, it's not as good as West Side Story. So West Side Story gets my vote. West Side Story picks up its first vote. We're going to Leah next. Tonight, tonight, Hello Dolly goes home tonight. At least I hope so, Um, which I guess it does because I've got the second vote. Uh, Wet Side Story is just a story just for its time. Of course it has its problems, but so did the Jets and so did the Sharks, which kind of makes it perfect. The songs are just so iconic and catchy. Um, So I'm going to play it cool, boy, real cool, and vote for West Side Story. West Side Story has its second vote. Nikki, do we have a sweep? Yeah, I'm, I'm agree with Steven. I was trying to figure out, like, how can I maybe vote for Hello, Dolly? Just because, I don't know, West Side Story is a number two C. We're trying to have a little drama here. But, I mean, West Side Story just really is the better musical. Um, Hello, Dolly is a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it when I saw it on stage. Um, but uh, Leah's right. West Side Story is just a lot more iconic songs. It's just better put together. So West Side Story gets my vote, too. Oh, thank God. I can finally say it. I don't like Hello, Dolly. It's boring. It's a boring Aww. musical. I'm sorry. I love Broadway. You Hello, wine. Well, uh, yes. Neither here nor there, though. I don't like Hello, Dolly. I'll watch Oklahoma 13 times before I watch Hello, Dolly again. So you know what? That's it. What we're doing now is we're moving the following uh, Broadway musicals onto the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16 round, we're going to have Fiddler on the Roof against Music Man, and then The Sound of Music against West Side Story. A one and a five seed, and then a two and a three seed. The the high seeds have really dominated this part of the bracket so far. We're going to see how far they can go. Hey, before we move on to the next portion of the bracket, just a quick plug. If you like what we're doing here at Boozy Bracketology and you want to support us, a couple things you can do. One, uh, if you've got the financial means to do so, honestly, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your exclusive home for all the bonus content, not just of Boozy Bracketology, but a sister podcast, the Pub Trivia Experience, bonus content, bonus brackets, bracket revisited are going to be on there as well. All of that right there on our Patreon feed. And listen, if you can't help right now, it's tough out there for a lot of people. I get it. I've been there. Do me a favor, five-star rating, write us a review. That would be amazing of you. Also, if you're on Facebook, come check us out. The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, come on there and tell us why Next to Normal is the best musical of all time. That'd be great. But we're moving on to the next portion of the bracket. We're into the 70s and the 80s, and we're kicking it off 
Leah, you're getting us started here. The one seed, Les Mis. The nine seed, Annie, take us away. Well, I hope I'm not on my own here when I cast my vote for the extremely superior Les Mis. Uh, It's got the better stories. It's got the better songs. It's just better. I'm not a fan of Annie. Um, Like I said last time, I think I kind of remember there being a dog. And I thought that was kind of cool. But that's pretty much it. Um, I'm sure Annie will be just fine tomorrow. Well, Annie got her gun. And then Leah put her down. Next up goes to Nikki. Well, speaking of, I, we never saw Annie get your gun on here, did we? All right, um, let's see. Les Mis and Annie. I mean, I love Annie. I was in Annie. It was my first musical when I was younger. I played Molly. It was very fun. Um, I love all the music. It's it's a great musical. Um, it, it's not going to beat Les Mis. I mean, but I really like Annie. But I will vote for Les Mis, but give Annie some love. She's she's a – I love that red dress. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, a red dress was not enough to keep Annie here. That's a second vote for Les Mis. It's moving on to the Sweet 16. But I do want to hear from everybody. Steven, that includes you. Yeah, Annie's, Annie's fine. Everyone loves Annie. Well, almost everyone loves Annie in the entire universe. There's obviously one exception to the rule. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a reason why Annie is a high school play standard. And Les Mis is one that you rebuild your actual theater for so you can get that wheel working. Um, because Les Mis is the big spectacle that blows your mind, and it's the better one. And as expected, Les Mis, the powerhouse, steamrolls its way into the Sweet 16, but now we have to find out who it's going to be going up against. We have got the 12 seed, the single upset coming out of the last round, The Wiz, taking on the 4 seed, Into the Woods. And Nikki, you're kicking us off. Man, I, I just wish I could be more exciting, but I, I'm i going to have to go with Into the Woods on this one. I love Into the Woods. It's one of my favorites. Um, I think I actually voted against The Wiz the last time, and it's not that I don't like The Wiz. I just found a chorus line um, better in that situation, but I have to go with Into the Woods. It's fantastic. So, Into the Woods has its first vote. We're bringing this over to Steven. Yeah, this is no contest at all. This might be the easiest pick we've had so far. We just passed Les Mis on. Um, Into the Woods is an incredibly good musical. Uh, I don't know why it's not bigger. Well, I know why it's not bigger in the public conscious right now. It's because they made a terrible, shitty movie off of it that did not follow the plot correctly. Um, But either way, it's way better than The Wiz, a, a musical that also has a terrible, shitty movie that did not follow the plot correctly and was just some of the worst cinematography you will ever see in a musical. Uh, Into the Woods gets my vote. It's almost like they took all the good parts of Into the Woods and said, no, we don't need any of this. More Johnny Depp. We're moving on. Leah, give me your opinion. Well, this would have been funnier if I wasn't going last, but I'm still going to read it anyway. Well, it takes two votes to get into the woods, into the next round, and I hope we get them, which we did. We actually got three votes, um, because although it's not a perfect show, um, it doesn't leave me in agony to get rid of its competition, which should prove that it doesn't need to go any further. So I'm going to vote out the Wiz, and I'm going to keep into the woods. Oh, if only there were doors, the Wiz might have a chance of sticking around. <laughs> Leah, your puns are on point tonight. I, love I told him beforehand, I was like, I'm going to bring the cheese tonight. <laughs> she did. And she is very jazz hands. I feel I'm feeling musical. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, 
into the woods moves on to the Sweet 16, and we are down to our last two picks of the episode. Uh, these are a little bit of a doozy. The next up is going to be the six seed, Sweeney Todd, the demon Barbara Fleet Street, against the three seed, Chicago. Steven, take us away. Uh, this is kind of tough, because... Um... Chicago is so interesting. If you haven't seen the play version, it's basically done like you're watching a cabaret, like you would go to and see during the time Chicago takes place. So it's a very minimalistic stage productions. Typically, it, it, it's really something that's worth seeing. Um, but no, Sweeney Todd, like when I saw it, it was the touring production where the actors all played their own instruments, like they were in Peter the Wolf. It was, it was, it's, it's an amazing play experience. Uh, I, I absolutely love the typical direction for Sweeney Todd. Even though I appreciate what Chicago's doing, Sweeney Todd is the experience that stays with you, and it's got better music anyway, so Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd has the first vote. We're bringing the next pick to Leah. Well, Sweeney Todd had it coming. And although I'm not into all that jazz that Chicago brings, I do think it's more well done as a whole than Sweeney Todd is. Um, it's the one more people know um, different. I I mean, I've seen both of these movies, um, which I know is not a good comparison towards the stage shows. Um, but I think that because of the movies, more people are um, aware that these shows exist. And I think because of that, Chicago does come out on top. Um, it's a little, just a little bit more jazzy. So I'm going to go with Chicago. And Chicago picks up its first vote. One to one. Nikki, which one of these is moving on to the Sweet 16? Um, yeah, this is actually harder for me, too. Because um, I think they're both really good and they're both pretty different. Um Sweeney Todd, I think, you know, it, it has more of a story. Like, I mean, I, I do like the character. I mean, it just has a little bit more of that going on. But then Chicago, I think it's just more fun. It has, um, you know, the two main characters are, are really good. Uh, hmm. Okay. I think it, I think it comes down to the music. I just, think I would rather sing along to Chicago than some of the Sweeney Todd songs. They're a little bit darker. Um, the music is good, but it's just not quite as catchy as Chicago. So my vote goes for Chicago because I like the soundtrack a little bit better. Well, Sweeney Todd is calling themselves Mr. Cellophane. They are stuck in the round of 32. Chicago moves on. And I think that's the only portion of this bracket where, I, if I'm not mistaken, the movie version of both those shows, they were both nominated for Best Picture. I'm pretty mm, sure probably. Sweeney Todd... I know Chicago was nominated for Best Picture. I'm pretty sure Sweeney Todd was up there as Isn't well. Isn't that what Catherine Zeta-Jones won for? Uh, Chicago? Yeah. Yes. And we're down to our last pick of the evening. We are moving lightning quick through this, but the next pick is going to be of the 10 seed, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, or the 2 seed, Phantom of the Opera. And we're going to start with Leah. Well, any dream will do. And my dream is that Joseph upsets Phantom here. There's no creepy stalkers um, and emotional manipulators and predators that are in Joseph. There's just some jealous brothers and a heck of a good time. And no matter what style of music you like, Joseph has it. You like Elvis? Then you'll love Pharaoh's big number. Do you like a little honky tonk? 
then you've got Joseph's Brothers. Uh, plus, there's a lot of bubblegum pop mixed in that will get stuck in your head for years. Uh, when I saw this show three years ago, um, it was when the high school that I work with, the kids were putting on the show at the school, and I could still sing most of the soundtrack from when I saw the show for the first time, when I was in fourth grade. So it's definitely Joseph for me. Sorry, Phantom. And with that, Joseph has a vote. The next vote goes to Nikki. So yeah, so like I said in the last bracket, um, Joseph is actually one of my favorites. I've seen it many times um, on stage. I've seen it professionally, not professionally. It's just always a good time. I always love it. I always go to see it if it's available to see. But I don't think it beats Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera... I agree with Leah that the storyline is a little suspect uh, with the stalker and it's, I don't see it as a great romance. I don't know why they say it is a romance, but um, you can't not enjoy that classic chandelier and all the music. I just think it's iconic. It doesn't beat Joseph here as much as I love Joseph and I, and I love watching it. Phantom of the Opera wins here. Phantom of the Opera has its first vote and God help us. The last pick of the episode is going to Steven. And Steven, you're breaking the tie. Are we going to hear about Jacob and Sons or Creepy Stalker Dude? Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, Phantom doesn't have a problem with Creepy Stalker Dude because Creepy Stalker Dude is the bad guy. It's saying that that's bad behavior within the text of the play. I, I don't, I've never gotten that argument. Like... Yeah, he's been gaslighting Christine for decades at that point, and that's a bad thing. That's what the play contends, and that she needs to get over that to move on. Um, it's not as clear in the book. The book's worse for that. But the play, the play is what we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, Eric's the bad guy. Let's just acknowledge that. Uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's got a lot of music I love. Uh, it's very, very fun. It's very accessible. Um, songs are really catchy, but it's got that goddamn Canaan Day song right smack dab in the <laughs> middle of it. And I cannot get past that. That song kills all the goddamn momentum in it. Not even the pure charisma that is Donny Osborne can get us past that. Whereas in The Phantom of the Opera, the complete vacuum hole that is Gerard Butler, does not stop it. So that's a clear testament to one of these as being better, and that's Phantom of the Opera. I completely forgot that Ozzy had a uh, had a twin brother. Ozzy what did I say? Os- <laughs> you said Osborne. <laughs> Donny Osborne. Oh my God. The lead singer of White Sabbath. If, 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 if you could take Ozzy and Donny and fuse them together, you would have the ultimate folk star. You couldn't no. stop it. It would be. You'd have Chad Kroger. You'd have Chad Kroger. When I saw when I saw Jesus Christ Superstar, I saw Sebastian Bach in it. That was kind of. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. that's interesting casting. Yeah, interesting casting. He was Jesus. Oh, Stephen, if I'm just correct, that is a vote for Phantom, right? That is a vote for Phantom. Yes. Okay. And with that, Phantom picks up the two to one victory. It's moving on to the Sweet 16. And just to recap the 70s and 80s portion of the bracket, we are going to have in the Sweet 16 two sweeps the number one seed of Lay Miz against the number four seed Into the Woods. That is going to be one you do not want to miss. And I have a feeling we've got some hand wringing going on right now. 
We're also going to see the three-seed Chicago against the two-seed Phantom of the Opera. Two iconic soundtracks that make up Broadway, make Broadway history across the board. These are going to be picks you don't want to miss in the round of 16. Before we get to the Sweet 16, though, we've got the second half of the round of 32 we're going to get, we're going to, get to. We're going to get to that next week. We're going to go from the 90s through current times, picking the best Broadway musicals to go to the round of 16. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. For Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I have been Steven. Leah. Nikki. And we will see you next week. Have a good one.